find spaces that are around you that might actually have better amenity, might be cheaper, and might have stuff that your other space you normally go to doesn't have. Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about building scalable tech startups in sunny Western Australia. My name is Danelle Cross. And I'm Charlie Gunningham. Today, we're going to hear from Jeremy Hurst and Daniel McCullen, the co-founders of space to co the space-sharing platform for short-term hire of space. So welcome, Jeremy and Daniel. Nice to have you here. Thanks so much, Charlie and Danelle. Thanks for having us. Can you tell us, uh, Jeremy, start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about Space2Co for those who don't know about the site, how long it's been going, what it does basically? Sure. So Space2Co launched in March 2017 and uh, it's a marketplace for the short-term hire of spaces in the community. And what that means is you can hire uh, a boardroom, a yoga studio, uh, an event space uh, all by the hour. You can see the availability and you can book and pay online. Right. And how do you get these spaces on the site? Yeah, so we started out by approaching uh, what sort of already established spaces out there right. uh, and then we started to think outside the box and found some cafes with amazing uh, spaces right. which weren't being used much outside of their cafe operating hours. Yeah. Um, so you can sort of activate those spaces and give them some extra revenue if people book them. Absolutely, right. yeah, yeah. So um, we had, had a space over in Port Adelaide make $12,000 from Space Hire in their first year of being hmm. on the platform. Nice. And so, yeah, that cafe owner... Um, if you think of the average cafe, they close around 3 p.m. Yes. Uh, but she started to open up for evening events and whatnot and has done really well. And uh, so we then uh, realised we needed to grow a little bit more and mm. we looked towards uh, local government. We had a, mm. uh, a partnership emerge with the city of Vincent. Uh, and so we've now got 61 or over 61 spaces now with the city of Vincent, uh, their halls, some of their gazebos uh, and reserves, clever. and that's then sort of uh, grown into other local governments. So you've sort of pivoted into a B2B space from a B2C or C2C space to a, oh, to a B2B. Both. Both, both. Yeah. correct, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Cool. And just in Western Australia or you, you're outside of the borders of WA already? Yep. So we're, um, we're in a really fortunate position right now to be mostly in Western Australia, South Australia and New Zealand. They're Fabulous. our strongest markets. Mm. Uh, the good thing about those three locations is they're handling COVID-19 extremely well. Mm. Right. Good, choices. good choices. And where did the idea come from, Daniel? I'll let, get, let Daniel get in. Where, where did the idea come from? Oh, right probably, what problem are you trying to solve? I, I think he's probably better to answer this one because it was his idea in the first place. Ah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> but look, I suppose a little bit of a journey about me. Uh, I was a school teacher for 13 years. I then got into um, uh, a role doing business development in the education market in IT. Right. And I, I did that for nearly 10 years and I was sort of looking for the next kind of thing I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I'd learned a lot about business and I was also a bit of a sustainability guy, I suppose, and I did a course online recommended by a friend called ULAB and through that uh, basically uh, the idea of space Deco was prototyped right. and, uh, yeah, I realised that for me uh, I'm an Airbnb host, so I was sharing right. accommodation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I've been married in my backyard up in the Perth Hills where I live right. and I thought, well, uh, you know, if I can be married in my backyard, maybe someone who doesn't have a backyard could hire my backyard and uh, ooh, wouldn't that be a cool mm, business idea? Mm. And 
for my work, we were trying to find training spaces for our mm. clients and it was really hard. It was really expensive. You'd spend an hour on Google and get frustrated and not find anything. And when you spoke to someone, when you found a space you liked, it was like, oh, you have to speak to Frank. He's in on Thursdays. <laughs> and I'm not sure what the cost is. It was just really cumbersome, a lot of back right. and forth. And it was too hard, so we was, uh, went out to solve that those problems. So in a way, you were trying to be the Airbnb of vacant spaces. Is that the idea? Yeah, to a degree. I think it, it cuts right down to our why is that there are mm. all these underutilized facilities, spaces, and resources all around our local area communities, and they don't get right. used often enough. And mm. so, and people don't know they're there. That's exactly right. right. Mm. And for a lot of business owners, the price of the property is actually the most expensive aspect of their business. So we allow them to run a little side hustle, activate that space and possibly pocket a little bit of cash along the way. Right. So Jeremy came up with the idea and then you're a team, you're a trio. Um, So how did you meet your your fellow co-founders? Yeah, so um, first thing I'll say is that absolutely so glad that I did uh, find mm. two amazing co-founders to work with and grow the company. Oh, uh, thank you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one, Daniel Franco, right? He's not here. Yeah, so Franco is in a um, – he, he's basically our product manager and right. Franco is working with us on a dev planning day today, so uh, he couldn't join us, but – um, look, Dan, in, in my role working in the in the tech education space, Dan was actually one of my customers, and um, yeah. we hit it off. He, uh, as we got to know one another, he he lived locally to me in the Perth Hills, and um, yeah, when I had the idea of Space to Co, I'd sort of fleshed it out and grown the idea in my head and put together a couple of slide decks. He mm. was my first pitch, basically, oh, brilliant. Mm. Uh, at the local pub. <laughs> How was the pitch, Dan? <laughs> Yeah, it was a good pitch. I mean, I can't remember how many beers we were in. It was stellar. Oh, I was pitch. in straight away. It's a great idea. Let's he he was in before he even started his beer, to be honest. <laughs> it was, uh, listen, I, I think it's, I experienced the problem. I was a general manager of uh, a, a national inspection company and everywhere I went uh, around the country to have meetings with licensees, it was mm. a struggle. Yeah. I knew how long it would take to the point where I'd actually have uh, one of the team members in Melbourne book me space when I was looking for space in Perth because I knew it was just going to be a total time suck. Mm. So when he started talking about the idea, oh, I I just, I saw exactly what Mm. was possible almost straight away. So, Mm. Mm. And then uh, Franco, um, he was a colleague of mine for the uh, tech business I was working with, uh, Winthrop Australia. And Franco and I were a really great team in the work we were doing in the business development space. He's a, a... He's really good at business development, but he's an excellent problem solver, has a really good way of seeing things from a a a sort of bird's eye perspective and a very good logical analytical thinker. So um, and Dan with his sort of his business experience as the GM of that national company, uh, it's been a really good team. We've had Mm. some criticism about not having a technical co-founder. You sort of do that, don't you? Sounds like you have that technical experience. Yeah, well, Franco and I know, well, we all sort of loosely know a fair bit about mm. IT. Yeah. Um, that's for sure, but. Uh, not coding. Not coding, that's yeah, correct. Sure. So, uh, but it hasn't, whilst it's probably been one of our biggest stumbling blocks over time, we feel like we've solved it and we're moving extremely fast and really efficiently and effectively right now. Right. And I, the journey has, like all startup journeys, has been tough, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it, and I'm I'm glad 
we are where we are and I, I, I love the team we've got and mm. the people we've have come into the organisation to work on Space to Go, we are honestly so blessed with the mm-hmm. staff we've got. They are phenomenal. Mm. And so you've got an in-house tech team now? Or, or? We do yeah. indeed, yeah. Okay. And you've funded the business um, yourselves in the first part. Where are you at from, from that perspective? Yeah, so we bootstrapped as long as we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tossed in a bit of cash ourselves and obviously uh, when you quit your job, you're sort of leaving some money on the table yeah. as well. And so it was, a, it was a big leap for three families. We all have uh, wives and kids and so it, it's, you know, it's a big deal and it involves mm-hmm. everybody in that decision. Uh, we did an early raise, uh, the Family, Friends and Fools mm-hmm. uh, round, which which <laughs> is fantastic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, dropped a little bit of cash on the table just to keep us moving. And, you know, when we talk about, I guess, that tech co-founder thing, that's part of it. It's been the development side has been one of our biggest expenses to yeah. date, sure. uh, making sure that the product is awesome and amazing in every way. And so uh, most recently we uh, did a raise with a local organization called Better Labs. Right. Um, And along with, uh, I guess, that investment, we've gotten some really great advisory as well. Derek Gerard, uh, James over there at Better Labs, they're absolutely fantastic. Mm. So. Uh, well, congrats well as on a, that because that's very competitive, huge, yeah. you know, to get into yeah. the battle Thank apps. you. Uh, yeah. How long did that take? They've, they've had a couple of hundred people pitch and maybe three deals have been announced. You'd be three or four deals, I think. Mm. Yeah, one of those. it took a little while. There's no question. Uh, the due diligence process was pretty rigorous. Mm. Uh, but I think uh, at, at the end of the day, it was a, a really great fit for both organizations. Right. Uh, we sort of fit in with some of their pillars and goals. Those have yeah. changed slightly over time. But um, for us, uh, it really tied in with our why, that idea of local area communities. And um, and I think they're pretty excited to be championing a local WA startup Definitely uh, are. like Space mm. to Go. And that's allowed you to go full-time or were you already full-time? Uh, we were all full-time or, already. All in, mm. doing it. All right? in, yeah. right. We you. all have our own side hustle. Uh, Jay, you know, he's got the Airbnb that he's running and – and yeah. a bit of Uber driving as well, I think, hadn't you? Uh, that's Franco. Franco, Franco Uber drives, Uber driver, yeah. That's I've right. done a few days uh, relief in the classroom from <coughs> right. my teaching days. Because you're all former teachers? We are, yeah. Yep. And I think actually that's the really exciting bit is, you know, even if even if we encounter challenges, because we're all lifelong learners, it's mm. like, well, we just bite it off. We just see it as an opportunity mm. to, to take on the challenge, learn about it, get his knowledgeable as we can and make the right decision going forward or at least what appears to be the right decision yeah. at the time. So Now, famously, one year in, you decided to go on Shark Tank, the TV show, and you got a deal, although it didn't transpire afterwards. Could you tell us why you went on Shark Tank? Was that a promotional thing? Were you seriously looking for money? What happened afterwards? If you can say, if you're allowed to say <laughs> what you can say. I'll, I'll start. You, you, you start. finish. Yeah. That was another uh, pub discussion. Right. <laughs> There's uh, a theme we, here. We, we, we've gotten away from pub decisions, actually. Right. Maybe that's a good Get back thing. In the pub. I, yeah. So we just actually won a, a competition over in South Australia and we were sitting around having a bit of a, a celebratory wine with some folks over there in South Australia, some contacts that we have, and they said, oh, you should go on shark tank and i said nah no we're not gonna do that that's crazy um but franco took it really seriously and um and so yeah he sort of brought it to the weekly executive and said we should we should do this thing we should go on on the tank and i think pretty much every step of the way i I didn't really think we were so early like i didn't think we'd go i didn't think we'd make it but apparently uh you know a fellow with 
well, what YouTubers would say too long ago, D and, and another fellow with dreadlocks and, <laughs> and Jay, yeah, I'd say you're pretty, pretty tidy cut <laughs> for the radio listeners. Uh, yeah. Uh, we must've made for, for good TV. And so on we went and, um, and what was the day like? Oh, it was miserable. Was it? You yeah. Talk, you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is that? That must be scary. Yeah, it's pretty daunting. Wow. Yeah. They do lots of takes as you sort of, sorry, they do lots of takes as they, you, you approach the doors and they open up and they must have filmed that ten times. Um, uh. And then the doors open up and you're standing facing the sharks. There's this two minutes of awkwardness that no one's saying anything while they're doing lighting checks. So you haven't been introduced to them before. No. Like get to know you a bit of a chat. It's no, right straight in, in, boom, straight in, rabbit in the headlights. Yeah, oh yep. my god! And you've got one minute to uh, do your pitch, and then Andrew cuts you off straight away. There's a big red rug between you and them to show blood in the water, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, it's really interesting because just last weekend, Shark Tank's YouTube uh, channel mm. put our episode up. Uh-huh. And like two years bit later. Of a delay. Over two years yeah. later, as a bit of an educational thing they're doing on um <laughs> anyway. So what don't do it like this. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So yeah, we no. sort of we sort of look back on that with a little bit of oh a shudder a little bit because uh, we were early, um, we were very mm. early. But um all said and done, uh, the experience uh was was a good one for us as a, mm-hmm. as a marketing exercise, um, but we had a really amazing, um, surprising benefit come out of being on Shark Tank, okay. and that was that um, we basically got introduced to uh, L, and L basically is now heading up Space to Co New Zealand, and she's heading up Space to Co New Zealand because. Uh, she saw us saw on Shark Wow. Now, she mm. was starting her own concept, very similar uh, to Space to Go over in Auckland, realised that we were all a, a long way ahead mm. and she thought, well, rather than compete, why don't I reach out to collaborate? Mm-hmm. And that's been probably one of the best things that's come out of Shark Tank. But what I will say is this video that got released on the weekend uh, very quickly, I last looked at it last night, it was about 77,000 views. Well, that's a lot of people hearing about Space to Co. Right. Absolutely. So we're getting into sort of in a second bite at that uh, coverage and uh, we're engaging with all the, you know, the armchair commentary on there. Right. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, taking on the social media banter and right. it's all, all in good fun. So, awesome. But you did get a deal or it looked like you did on mm. the day. So, and as I've heard other people who've gone on Shark Tank, there's a lot of due diligence that happens on both sides afterwards and often those deals don't actually eventuate and that's what happened in your case, probably mutually decided not to go ahead? Yeah, so there were a couple of things that uh, Steve's organisation, TLI Investments, they wanted to have a look at. And Mm. one of the things they wanted to see was for us to finish up our accelerator here in Perth. So we were part of the Plus 8 accelerator program at that time. There were a couple other bits and pieces. They wanted to understand some some bits about how we had managed some loans and that sort of thing. So Mm -hmm. that was all pretty straightforward. But I think over time, you're both sort of getting to know each other and and how that relationship will fit. And at the end of the day, you're sort of – you're making a very, very long-term decision about who's going to be at the table with you. And I think what we've sort of said is let's continue to stay in touch. But Mm -hmm. for us, we felt like uh, the Better Labs investment uh, that we did recently – probably provides us with uh, a little bit more capital than we would have gotten from the Shark Tank experience, but it also gives us some really great mentors in mm, the right. team over at Better Labs. Yeah. Uh, guys who have who have sort of been down the path that we're going 
down and mm-hmm. can help us. We're going to step in potholes along the way. That's unavoidable, mm-hmm. but they can help us to to hopefully avoid the, the biggest ones and the most dangerous ones. So Yeah. Right. And we're obviously living in some pretty um, strange times mm-hmm. at the moment. So I'd really like to understand how how um, space to co has gone through this whole sort of COVID and is still going through this whole COVID period when obviously, um, it you know, it's probably been difficult for people to, to get into some spaces as, um, right. yeah, particularly in the East Coast, et cetera. One of the things we found um, back in March, uh, especially with our local government partners, was they found that cancelling bookings was extremely easy with us. Mm. Um, basically, they went into their dashboard, they hit cancel, and the guest was immediately refunded. Mm. Now, the old way of doing it is they have to go and pull out the file with the mm. paperwork in it. They have to fill in a what's called a credit note, pass that credit note to finance. Finance then issues the credit issues note. Issues the oh credit note. And yeah. It's a bureaucratic <laughs> nightmare. Yeah. And so when I was spoke, speaking to a couple of our council partners, they they I said, well, how's it all going? Mm. And they said, pretty well with you guys because we just hit council and it's handled. Mm. Whereas we're looking over at the seasonal hires team that does it all manually and they are in a world of pain. Mm. So we didn't know we were pandemic ready, but it turns <laughs> out. You were too you ready. Had a plan. To <laughs> yeah. Yay, they can cancel. <laughs> they can cancel uh, and we, oh, we manage no. that admin really effectively. Yeah. So Did that, the penny drop with them though? They go, wait a minute, oh, we yeah. could use this system. Uh, yes. So, and those right. conversations, things move slowly in local government, sure. but uh, absolutely, it's it's certainly something we drop into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but how do you survive? People couldn't even in Perth, and Perth's yeah. one of the better places, couldn't go out for a few months. That's so right. If everyone was cancelling, your revenue must have stopped. What what did you do? Yeah, well, we were we were extremely fortunate that we'd just done a, a capital raise. Um, right. And I'll tell you, the JobKeeper payment has been critical for right. us. So government support has mm. definitely mm-hmm. helped us to keep ticking along. I suppose for us, uh, there were a couple of things we wanted to focus on first, and one of them was the team. How many mm-hmm. of our team were we going to be able to save? How would we take care of our team? We probably sent our guys home a little bit earlier than maybe some other companies and said, oh, we can do this from home. We mm-hmm. have the ability, mm. put in place some methodologies to make sure that the guys were sort of working from home, doing it safely and, and that yeah. sort of thing. So then it became that, um, I think I, I spoke to you about it before, that mm. whole time of uh, what uh, New Zealand Maori culture calls rahua, which is mm-hmm. uh, like a, a break, uh, yeah. a, a bit of a, a restriction from either a resource or a location or something like that. And they would use that time to sharpen the tools. And so mm-hmm. that's exactly what we did mm-hmm. is we jumped into an opportunity to continue to develop the website. We helped a couple of councils who had basically closed their doors to roll out, and we did so without the interruption of constant phone calls. Right. Um, <clears throat> and well, I think you onboarded a fantastic. major council, which would have been difficult in a normal time with everything else going on. Mm. Yeah, you it's, said, right? it's been an adventure. So, <laughs> you know, I was supposed to be on a plane at the beginning of April uh, over to Adelaide to run not only uh, training but uh, to do a community event where mm. we were going to actually invite all the customers in and say, all right, you know, we'll be up here. Here's how it works. We'll be up yeah. here. We'll see every last one of you until everybody's comfortable and is signed in and created a profile and all that sort of stuff. So we had to quickly just bring forward some stuff we had always planned on doing, which was creating some onboarding that's online. We just created some MVP videos. Right. and And I guess that's been one of the 
the other silver linings of the of this process is we may have pushed that process forward, but now we actually have the ability to roll out multiple councils much faster because we're able to do it at a distance. We don't necessarily have to get mm. on a plane and fly over there. Right. Um, and it's... <laughs> which is what you need for scalability. That's right. So it sort yeah. of taught you how to do yeah. these things remotely, which is what's going to have to happen if you're going to scale. Yeah. It, it did. It yeah. tipped us yeah. in the deep end a little bit quicker than, than yeah. we would have wanted, but that's okay. And in replacement for that community event, because it's not traditional server-based software, this council was able to just grab a couple laptops and head mm. out to the community hall and mm. have customers come to them. And so I got to watch her screen as she used the software and it was a real validation because, you know, now that we've sort of pivoted to build specifically for local government, we have a very specific customer and we know exactly what they want. And we've yeah. taken right. such painstaking time and skill. That's one thing that Jay does really well is he just really listens effectively to find out what the customer needs and wants. And we've been able to create a product that... All the buttons are just where you want them to be. We know yep. that when they're having a conversation in the message center, they want to be able to see customer details. And so mm. we put that button up there so the thing slides out and they can look at the future bookings mm. for that customer. And just watching a couple of our <laughs> of, of our council members sort of using the product so seamlessly, so quickly, Great. was really uh, gratifying. And hats off to your tech team. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, on the 1st of June, we rolled out uh, a whole new site, um, full credit to the dev team for that and um, and Franco as well. And we couldn't be happier, to right. be honest. Uh, the, the new site is just a, a long way advanced from right. where we were. Um, and it's, it's a I had a meeting with the local government yesterday um, and we just have so much to show them and talk about. Right. And they kind of, the, the comment back was, you guys have really thought of everything. Mm. And, you know, when your customers are telling you that, you, mm. you know, but to be honest, right now it's quite fun, even mm. though we've kind of got this restricted period on. Um, it's quite fun getting out there and solving the customer problems because what we what we've actually got to do that with is a fantastic tool. And presumably, the business model is people can list stuff for free, people can register for free, and have a look. Correct. You take a clip on the ticket when there's a hire. Is that how Correct. it works? Correct. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And are you finding now, as we're well, we're not coming out of COVID, but you know, as Churchill said, maybe we're at the end of the beginning, <laughs> not the beginning of the end. But are things picking up on, across the platform? People starting to book again? I mean, presumably it was dead for a while. Yeah, it's interesting. The activity last year was quite clear. We had a, a, a booking type that was ahead of everything else and that was birthday parties. Mm. People were booking spaces for birthday parties. Right. Whereas this year it's different. It's uh, it's all my – I couldn't pinpoint a particular thing that's leading but we're seeing more – we're seeing things like people hire space for off-site meetings mm. right. when they're working from home and they're getting together to – now, mm, interesting. That's Changing. that's that's a trend mm. um, that we haven't really seen before, and it's indicative of the time we're in with with the yeah. pandemic. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's a really heartwarming trend actually because it goes to the heart of this this business idea that you don't need to always travel into the city right. to to meet and do your work. You can find spaces that are around you that might actually have better amenity, might be cheaper and might have stuff that your other space you normally go to doesn't have. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, almost the original 
purpose and point of Space to Co is being realised a little bit. So I do feel a, somewhat that we're in the right place at the right time, if that makes sense. Yeah, an amazing use of um, amazing work during this this mm-hmm. you know this strange time as well. So Jeremy, you're a local boy. Dan, you're not. Um, <laughs> perhaps you want to talk to us a little bit about you know. Growing up, high school, was there an entrepreneurial sp- spirit within each of you um, in, in high school? What were your favourite subjects? Okay. Uh, so for me at high school, uh, no, I, I wasn't sort of, I wouldn't say I had that entrepreneurial spirit, but I definitely wasn't one of those kids that wanted to do what everyone did. I liked mm. doing things differently mm. and doing things my way. I um I spent my spare time and weekends um, doing uh, a lot of equestrian work. So I was doing cross-country show jumping dressage, a a sport called eventing, which is an Olympic sport, and none of my friends did that. Mm. And uh, I did hockey where everyone else was doing footy. (laughs) I just did things like that were probably a bit different, I Mm. suppose. Mm. Um, And at school my subjects, my favourite subject was history. I just fell in love with that subject. Mm -hmm. Um, It taught me about the world and when I went travelling later in life, it all kind of connected up and made sense. I loved Mm -hmm. history and I loved building things and manual arts and what they call design and technology now. So I went into teaching after uni? Mm -hmm. I went straight into teaching, Mm -hmm. um, which was surprising because I didn't love school, to be honest. (laughs) I really didn't. I, I, I thought school sucked. And but I, would, I can do it better. Yeah, that was probably part of my <laughs> yeah. my, my main motivation yeah. was to kind of put my my flavour on it. Right. Mm. And then and BD about- for an IT company and then Space to Co. Is that the sort of journey? That, that's the journey, right. yes. And Dan, Detroit? Detroit Dan? Detroit, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's an interesting question actually. I haven't had that one before. But, um, yeah, I do remember in middle school uh, stopping at the, the petrol station on the way into school and buying, loading up on candy. Uh, lollies <laughs> and um, <laughs> and taking them in and jamming them in my locker and then I'd stuff my pockets full of lollies to head into class and sell them to other kids. Yeah, that, uh, that's the entrepreneur. That it, yeah, that, <laughs> it really was. Yeah, it was a good little money maker early that's, on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you can't see this game bright red. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it is. It's funny, but uh, I think probably you know I, I was very passionate about education as well and still am. Um, right. You know, I, and I think that. Kind to the heart of helping people. I, I love to help people with whatever it is they're doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd probably have to credit my brother-in-law uh, for giving me the entrepreneurial bug. He's, uh, he's a, a serial entrepreneur and, mm-hmm. and once I sort of entered into that space, there was no looking back. And what was your journey? So mm. teaching and then what brought you to Perth? Tell, tell us that sort of quickly. Yeah. Uh, well, it's about a girl, really. Uh, ah, yeah, so... Yeah, so I did my final teaching practical here in Perth. I taught at oh. uh, local school, Governor Sterling, and uh, the drama teacher um, caught, caught my okay. fancy. Put a and, spell on you. Yeah, she <laughs> sure did. <laughs> and so uh, bravely she uh, resigned her position uh, the following December and came over to America. And so huh. I'd moved from Detroit. I'd had enough of snow. And so I'd moved down to North Carolina. So she joined me down there. Uh, we lived there for a while, and then we moved uh, to London and taught there for a while and traveled and did all that sort of thing. And then uh, when it was time to sort of settle down a bit, I suppose, uh, Mm. there is 
no place better on earth, if you ask me, than sunny, beautiful Perth. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Are all feeling that right now? Yeah, we are, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I so I taught just, here for several years and then um, uh, bought a, a, a franchise um, and then stepped into the franchise or uh, what franchise was that? Uh, Resi Cert Property Inspections. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, bit yeah, different. Did mm. the pardon? Bit different. Yeah, it was. It was. Mm. It was very yeah. different. But I, I think at the time, I was really looking for when I bought the franchise. I was looking for a bit of flexibility at time, and that's exactly what a licensee opportunity right. at, at that organization gives you. And we had young kids and I really wanted to be around and make sure that I was there for the race or the carnival or whatever. Mm. Right. And, and so that was what I was seeking at that time. Right. But what it really led to was uh, quite a, an amazing entrepreneurial How are the family yeah. going back in the U.S.? It's not so good over there. but they, Yeah, it's okay. definitely a different scene. Mm. Uh, I, my old man uh, reckons he's got enough wine in the wine rack to last, <laughs> so he's, he's good to go. Uh, very he's down in Florida. <laughs> Uh, right. Rama's still up in, in Detroit area and, right. uh, she works at a hospital, uh, in the cytogenetic mm. space. Um, so she's kind of going in the back door, but, um, right. makes me nervous, mm. but, uh, you know, it, it's just a different scene over there. Definitely. Right. Mm. Mm. And space to co in five years time, can you describe what that looks like? What the business looks like? Well, 2020 is probably, um, resulted in giving us a slightly different answer to that question. But uh, look, I would say, and Dan would probably agree, Australia-wide and um, New Zealand uh, success, I would say, and that we, we've got uptake um, across not just local government but in education markets as well. Mm. Uh, we've always kept an eye on schools and universities. We've got a lot of amazing space Mm-hmm. spaces to share mm-hmm. and we'd love to um, add them to our marketplace. But then, yeah, in five years, it's a long way away. Who knows? Um, potentially, you know, we're looking at another market outside of, of our shores. Great. So, yeah. Great. Awesome. Okay, we're going to have to finish. Rapid, quick fire round. So first thing comes to your head and um, you can go alternate if you like, Jay and Dan. Um, first question, who should we interview next? Um, so I... I think you should interview Dave Kelly. Uh, he's the ah. uh, Labor Minister for Innovation and ICT. Uh, I think he should be uh, across uh, the things that uh, are happening in the startup community yep. and, and know all the startups and what they're doing. And it would be very interesting to hear his insight. Okay. Uh, there is mm. a lot of opportunity uh, ahead of this state in terms mm. of what next and innovation is absolutely needed. We'll see if we can get him on. Yeah. Let's do it, Charlie. (laughs) You're the man. Um, If you're at a bar, what would you be ordering, Dan? Uh, Bars have come up a few times. Dan. I'd be be ordering a nice scotch, I think. Nice Mm. scotch. Jeremy? Uh, Beer. Beer. Uh, Paleo or dark ale for me. Oh, yes, I'll be with you. And then I'll go and have a whiskey. Uh, (laughs) Founder as a solo as a team. I think I know the answer to this one. Team. 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 <laughs> um, what does self-care look like for, for both of you? Uh, for me, Dan? it's two kilometres in the pool every morning. Uh, without it, I can't keep my head on straight. Mm. Uh, for me, it's um, bushwalks, um, do a lot of meditation and yoga. Um, those, those are the things that keep my head on straight. Um, but, mm. yeah, when we're uh, able to travel again, some snow skiing down some big mountains for Lovely. sure. Awesome. AI, like it or loathe it? Uh, I see, for me, my answer is I see benefits both ways. But, mm. um, yeah, proceed with caution is my answer. Right. Good answer. 
And what are you listening, reading, uh, watching at the moment? Any books, um, podcasts that you can recommend? Um, so the startup journey can play havoc on your sleep. So I've been reading a book called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. It's um, quite <laughs> insightful and very much a, sort of an evidence-based approach uh, to that topic. I uh, would recommend any listeners who've struggled with that area to read that book. It's really good. And I read last year, and I read. I never read books twice usually, but I did this one, which was uh, A New Earth by Eckhart. Tolle, a really good way to keep your ego in check. Really mm. great book. Good. Yeah, I've actually, I've been trying not to read too many business books in my free time. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've just finished off um, Where the Crawdad Sings, uh, I think oh. was the name of it. Oh, yeah. It was mm. extraordinary. Mm. Uh, a story about a gal in uh, North Carolina growing up in, in the marshes. And right. it was beautifully written. Absolutely incredible. But uh, How I Built This is a great podcast. As yes. Well. And so is the Startup News yeah. podcast. Startup News, yep. absolutely. Startup West. Startup West. Yes. Podcast. Startup West podcast. Produced I, by Startup News. Yeah. <laughs> a bit confusing. Because I listened to the Startup News episode the other day. Ah, uh, yes. That's why that was in my head. That's <laughs> double confusing. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Jeremy and Dan. It's been awesome to listen yes. to the Space to Co story and journey. We wish you every success mm. for the future. And if anyone has got any spaces out there that they want to pop on the site or anyone's looking for, for some space for birthday parties, um, hiring, meetings, etc., then Space to Co is the way to go. Thanks so much for having us. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. A lot of fun. Thanks, guys. And I want to thank the sponsors. Startup West is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, the New Industries Fund, Curtin Uni, RSM and the City of Perth. Uh, We recorded this podcast at Riff Studios in beautiful downtown Perth, Western Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favourite pod platform so our latest episodes will wing their way automatically to your device. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. And here's a recent one from someone called Spiros. Great podcast with awesome hosts and guests. Well, there we go. Spiros checks in the well mail. Well connected in Perth startup scene. Well worth a listen. Thanks, Spiros. Thank and you. thanks, Jeremy and Dan.